mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Well, hello, all you monster fiends. Thanks for joining us for another deep dive, factoid-filled episode. Actually, no, it's not. Lies. Lies. Today's episode is all about getting to know us. But we do, on a regular occasion, explore Hollywood's most famous monsters. Pulled it back. I am your master of ceremonies, Sam. And I'm joined, as always, by Dan from Blade and Marvelous. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. Why? Yes, today is just a relaxy, getting to know your hosts and all of their favourite monsters. I'm really sounding jolly right now. All of them <laughs> favourite favorite monsters and horrors. So I'm not even going to do the disclaimer because it's just us talking about what we love. And if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to tell us. No, you don't. You don't. But it's fine. But you will. Most likely. (laughs) So yeah, it's just to get it's just a get to know you episode. We just want to have a relaxy time. Dan's had a hell of a weekend, and I've got one coming up. So we thought, why not just sit and chill and just talk? Let's just talk. Let's get it all out there. So (laughs) so what is well, let's start off with what is your favourite horror, Dan? Oh, no, how did you get into horror? There we go. Right. God, that's a good question. I was about eight and I was asleep over at my friend's Kirsty's house. Um, <laughs> and I, th- I can't remember whether her mum had left us with a babysitter or she'd gone out with my mum because they were best friends. And uh, we put on the burning. <laughs> the burning? The burning. Wow. So this was like 1988 we put it on. Um, and I remember watching it thinking it was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen, a guy with some garden shears going around, like, killing everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And it was... So i seen that before I saw Jason, before I saw any Mm -hmm. of the, like, camp movies. So that was my my induction to horror, and I was just so curious about, like, what the bloody hell that was that I just watched. Yeah. So I slowly got, like sneaked films like house of wax reanimator the original house of wax wow reanimator that is a one that was definitely one um (laughs) uh, and then we were told by under no circumstances we were were we ever allowed to watch michael jackson's thriller full video because we might be too scared and uh, i remember watching it for the first time going what the hell this is all it is and you know and because you've been conditioned to watching all those other films i was Mm -hmm. like this is nothing. It's just a zombie. I don't really care, you know, <laughs> not to take it away. But at that point, I'd, I'd slowly started to become a little bit um, acclimatised to horror, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I sort of, I've never been a jump scare kid anyway. I've never been someone who's got like really jumpy over stuff. I'm a jump scare adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, unless it's like a surprise thing. That's the only mm-hmm. time you'll ever, which I know is what a jump scare is. But I mean, like, say, I'm not scared of spiders, snakes, anything like that. But if there is a spider on my shoulder and I turn around and I didn't expect it to be that, I'll jump. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I go, oh, but I'm not actually scared of said spider or something. It's 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 a weird thing. But um, yeah, so I've never um, I've never been sort of scared of the films. I just found them fascinating because yeah. at that point, all you'd seen was like Care Bears the movie and Transformers the movie and Fraggle Rock. Do you know what I mean? They were the, yeah. the standard things that I'd grown up on. And then being was- light. Yeah, exactly. And then there was this whole other thing. There's a whole was, other world out there. Yeah, you don't go near that. That's bad. But mm-hmm. it was it was better because it felt different to watch. Um, So that was sort of my early induction. And then the older I got, the more films we sort of sneaked and watched over the years. And Amazing horror was how much the one. hide and you did. <laughs> well, yeah. But horror was the one I was gravitated back to. Like, tried to watch... Conan, you know the um Arnie one, and uh, yeah, yeah, I just remember watching that thing. Everyone's going, "Oh my god, this is so good!" And I'm sat around with all these grown ups and kids, and I'm just like, "Does he cut someone's head off? Does you know when's <laughs> the gore? There's something more going. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of sword fighting and things happen, but you know, you, you get to that condition in your brain where you're like, "It's just not enough. I need yeah. more." But it, it makes it sound like I had a bloodlust, which I did. <laughs> but like, it's, it, I don't know, you just, I just loved watching horror films. Like, I never had any urges to go out and kill next door's no. animals or like, I didn't get dropped on my head as a child or there was no serial killer vibes going on that I was aware of. But like, it was one of those things where it just made me feel calm and relaxed watching them because it felt okay yeah which is so fucking weird when you say it out loud <laughs> it is but i t- but it is but i totally get what you mean i am the type of person who can fall asleep to horror movies because of how relaxed i am while i'm watching them yeah. um my story is pretty similar well i was the same age and if people have listened to the sunday podcast which i hope you have um they'll know mine but i'm just gonna quickly gloss over it i have a friend who i still have to this day and she was the friend who had all the fucking cool movies and the parents who allowed us to watch said cool movies and my first horror movie when i'll always remember this is was dolly dearest um she was fucking awful she scared me so badly that i had to like i was climbing into bed with my mum and dad just to not sleep in my room and they would find us on the floor on the bottom of the bed like anything just to be not alone but once I got over that and realized it's been a few weeks now and nothing's happened then maybe this is okay and after that nothing like don't get us wrong I've never owned baby dolls (laughs) because of her um i'm not a big like for all yes i have my living dead dolls and i've been collecting them since i was about 17 years old when the original line first came out um but i've never had baby baby dolls and prams and stuff like no i'm not i'm not into that girly shit never have been um but once i realized nothing was going to happen nothing had happened i was like oh what more can we do and that's when it just fucking exploded and i was so desensitized based on that one movie it was glorious just such an education (laughs) but like i said to you like the other day i think we covered this in the last podcast um 
I was a big reader of horror as mm -hmm. well. So See, that's one thing I never did, but that's just my dyslexia and how bad it was at the time. So I was always right. This is a really weird thing, but it's true. I, I was above every other kid in my class for reading. I could sit. I was like three or four levels above all the other kids because I was reading. Like I said, I was reading The Hobbit. I was reading Misery. I was reading wow. any Stephen King book I could get my hands on. I was reading it. Um, but when I got to college, so from the age of like however old I was when they discovered that I was reading those books, about 10 or 11, I think. Mm -hmm. So when I got to college at 17, they told me I was dyslexic at 17. And I was like, how the hell am I dyslexic? Because I I know, you know, like I can read, I can pronounce words. They're like, yeah, but your spelling and your grammar and your punctuation is absolute dog shit. And I was like, you've got a point. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's disappeared the older I've got. You know, I still am a bit rubbish at punctuation or, or putting full stops, uh, putting capital letters in. But so mine was mine was pretty bad. It mine's mine's reading, spelling, every it, it's. But it is now as much because it, in the nineties we didn't know too much about it. Yes, yeah. I got tested, but it didn't. Nothing happened. Like no, I, I didn't get any help. Like nobody knew what to do. But my mom did. Yeah. My mom was really clever. My mom made us read to her every night for an hour. And it didn't matter if I understood the words or not. I just had to say them yeah, and put sentences together. It was so bad. But because of that, be, with God, I've gone on right tangent here. But with <laughs> dyslexia, what people don't tend to understand is how much it has effect on your brain and on your actual, like, how you are. I can't read a book for too long because of how hard my brain is working to read them words. I get so tired. So I was not a big reader. See, I brought it back around. I was not a big reader back in the day because I would get exhausted. Like but just from reading a few comfort. pages. Yeah. That's so crazy. But that's how different like dyslexia is not uh it's not one one what am I thinking of? One thing you fits all. Yeah. Like, it's it's different for every single person one of my friends actually he's i'm, I'm going to do a quick plug here sorry one no, of my no, friends plug. he's um just become co-host on a podcast called be more super with brian my friend fudge dan fudge he basically said he's he gave me the title when we used to work at butlins together as the only person who could fill out and get a crossword entirely correct but spell every word wrong Amazing. I was always, I was quite proud of myself for that. I know it's not something you should be. No, I think I that's like, brilliant. I'll take that. I think that's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I wasn't a big reader back in the Sweet Valley High. Not one of them out because it's easy reading. It was big. It was big letters. Anything with big, big, big letters, big wording, yeah. I was fine with because it wasn't too strenuous. But yeah, Sweet Valley High, knock them ones out. <laughs> so, like, if you were to say the one film not dolly dearest not not like your introduction to movies mm -hmm. but when you were growing up and you discovered it what was say the first sort of five years of getting into it what was the film you'd go back to because there's always a film yeah and people under the stairs people under the stairs i would Fucking love that movie. And that's the one I would go back to over and over again. That was really quick to answer that. Like, I knew straight away. Yes, yeah. Craven, wasn't it? People yeah, under yeah. the stairs. Yeah, people yeah. under the stairs. 
I, I don't think I've seen that in years. Oh, there's another one as well. Um, so we knew it as a movie called Ouija. I think it's because we generally didn't know what the title was, but it's Witchboard. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, it's from the 80s. It's got um, her from the Van Halen. Is it Van Halen? The Van Halen video? Yeah, um, the lingerie lady. Big, big, big red hair. It's got yeah. her in it. And it is horrific. Absolutely horrific. But that was one of our, especially growing up, that was one of our go-to, like, sleepover movies. That's what was going in, was Witchboard. And for me, personally, it would always be People Under the Stairs. But Witchboard was, and I put it on not long ago, fuck me, it's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> what was it? David was the guy in the Ouija board. It was uh, David, and he was the demon. <laughs> I think I have only seen that film like once, and it was probably in the enough. <laughs> late nineties. You know, like, and you just think to yourself, right, that's yeah. Well, we've seen that one. Let's tick it off. Move on to the next. Oh, it's terrific. What was yours? Um, I think I had two. Definitely, one of them was Child's Play Two. I'd always I, it was just wow. something I'd go back to watching, and I don't know why. When you look at Child's Play Two, it wasn't fantastic. It was good. It was okay. It was good, uh huh. But I think it was probably the only thing I'd managed to tape off telly at that point because you know with your VHS mm. and you put it in and record and sneak it back upstairs so my mum didn't know I had it on on VHS. You <laughs> um, had written on it like something. <laughs> Say it by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> probably knowing me it probably said fraggle rock or some shit on it or um it's grain chill or something but my other one was um and i don't know how it sits so i'm a bit sort of like is this i'd say it's a monster movie but technically it could be classed as a sci-fi musical as well little shop of horrors oh yes. i was it was my go-to like constant happy movie and i know mm -hmm. It is happy in, in all the respects of it, but it really isn't. When you look at it, domestic violence. Yeah. A, a cannibalistic plant that's being fed people by um, a guy who's killing them for a plant to eat or yeah. at least subduing them for the plant to eat. Um, a murderous dentist. Exactly. That's high on thing. Then you've got your Bill Murray being a sadomasochist, yeah. enjoying all the pain. And it's just like, when you break it down, that's a up film it's a fucked up film but <laughs> i have the best so yeah this is one of my mine and my sisters go to like we love this movie yeah um massively and she used to when we lived when i lived in the flat she used to come over on a saturday night and we'd have a drink and i says to Anth, can you get his little shop of horrors like can you so i can watch it um because i didn't own it on dvd or anything i think we all i think i still have our vhs somewhere um, and he got it and we're just sitting and because we'd seen it a million times not really like paying too much attention to it sitting having a drink and then the ending happened I knew you were going to say this and the ending happened and we just went deadly silent and went I've never fucking seen this before what the fuck yeah. is happening exactly what I did when I saw a different cut because I was always used to seeing oh yeah the happy ending yeah I was sort of the one where um, Seymour got married with <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and they run off and... into the house, and yeah, that's yeah. the one I saw. And then when I recent, I say recently, within the last, I knew of an alternative ending, mm. but I never, I never watched it. I never seen it, and uh, I, I streamed it off one of the streaming 
platforms that it came up on and then there was all these audrey twos taking over the world and like yeah. big like and i was like what's this about i seymour gets killed yeah eaten audrey See gets killed <laughs> she gets killed she's gone they're both being they're both dead and the plants take over, and the plant wins and me and my sister are sitting there going what the fuck and then i was like <laughs> we need to ring mom we need to tell mom that this exists and i have it <laughs> I was exactly the same, but like I knew the happy ending. So it was one of those films that, like I said, it was like a comfort thing. And uh, for me, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but this is a random fact. And I'm sorry, I know we won't do fact words, but no, it's popped into my head. That's what we're all about. In uh, Little Shop of Horrors, when you've got the do-up guys singing next to the the shop when he's explaining um, about how he got Audrey 2, you know, the total eclipse. Oh, yes. Um, Danny John Jules is one of the uh, swing guys. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, go back and watch that scene. And Danny I'm John gonna? Jules. I'm going to? Yeah. Um, I know one so of the, the doo-wop <laughs> girls is her from, she used to be an American like, like sitcom program with one of the Waynes brothers. And it In Living Colour or one of those? No, no, um, something with children. For, oh, I don't know. Someone will be screaming it in the comments at some point. <laughs> but yeah, it was one of the Wayne's brothers, and I was like, oh my god, that's her. Um hello, I, I do love Little Shop of Horrors. By the way, like we will be going the majority of the things that we'll be talking about tonight, the likelihood is we'll be doing an episode on and giving you so much more facts. We're just talking about what we mm -hmm. fucking love right now. <laughs> but uh yeah, Little Shop of Horrors is a good one. Um, do you have do you have like an all-time favorite like monster? Like, it's like it's like naming your favorite kid if i had any i just yeah i'm one of these people who can sub genre and sub genre until i get like a top three of that one and a top three of that one because i cannot commit to yeah. an absolute because it would change too much it depends see, what mood i'm in as well i suppose some things have changed in me since we started this podcast because <laughs> if you did asked us at the beginning and you i think i probably said it on the first episode creature Reacher was always my favorite. Like, is my favorite since the first, since I watched him, I have been mesmerized by him. However, since we've been doing this, things have changed, and I have found a ridiculous fascination with Larry. <laughs> I don't know why. Larry the Lurker. Larry the Lurker. Hate the fact that you've called him that because this is all I'm I call so him sorry. now. It's proper stuck, hasn't it? As well, it has. It really has. But I have. I've getting this like newfound appreciation for werewolves because, to be honest, I wouldn't have it. Like, yes, I get like American Werewolf in uh, London, fucking phenomenal movie. Mm -hmm. Change the face of you know transformation in werewolves completely on yeah. what we see on screen. So I get that, but I never really like it. Would I would never go out my way to watch a werewolf movie right however that has changed because of this podcast there are some really good werewolf films out there i mean you've got dog soldiers which for me is an all-time favorite because i would have said neil marshall could have done no wrong because the descent and you know um dog soldiers and then he put out this latest thing where uh it's on Amazon or Shudder, and it is the worst film I've ever seen. It's basically him getting his wife to play the full-time character, the, the main character, and 
it's a big oh. monster that chases everybody around and i thought oh this is gonna be great it's neil marshall you know mm -hmm. we're talking he knows what he's doing you know doomsday for crying out loud you know and uh it was awful it was the worst film i've seen in years but dog soldiers going back to that was it was like i got sean pertwee to sign my dvd of dog soldiers when i first met him and and wow. it's like it's what it's one of my favorite things um and then you've got like obviously the underworld movies yeah franchise whatever you want to call that the 57 films that came out of the back of that <laughs> which coincident coincidentally is patrick totopolopoulos <laughs> yes he, he did all the makeup he is, didn't he and no he, married... he is the so he is not a makeup artist he is concept. a makeup concept artist yeah. so he doesn't technically do which i only would face off fans yeah so because he married yeah. Mackenzie. yeah he did and that's the only i was like all oh, right okay so you can make a job of just being a concept creator but not physically do the makeup but and i was like how can you how could he sit there and judge people on the actual <laughs> makeup side of it when all he does is draws what he would like to see that person then has to go in and it annoyed us sorry no i don't blame you i completely get it but then i will say one of my all-time favorite 80s movies is up there you know like i have loads but team wolf fantastic werewolf film i mean <laughs> it's so bad now when you watch it back but it doesn't matter because where else would you ever get a werewolf a kid turning into a werewolf mid-basketball match and everybody just carry on just, yeah you know, no one no one was all that bothered <laughs> <laughs> um i'm trying to think of some other ones like the howling the howling so i have a list made up because obviously like i said i would never go out my way yeah. dog soldiers i remember seeing at the cinema yeah couldn't tell you what happened generally couldn't tell you what happened um i am one of these people who have to watch things multiple times yeah. for it to stay in there otherwise if i've seen it once i've not seen it it's the practical <laughs> effects in dog soldiers and the humor because at that point we have been spoon-fed all the american yeah. werewolf movies you know it was like this 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 and i think when dog soldiers came out it was roughly around the same time as underworld so mm. underworld was a high budget british-ish um vampire slash werewolf movie um but it had money behind it it had kate yeah. Beckinsale. it had bill nighy it had Me? like um oh it just it michael sheen, michael sheen. so yeah. many, and that's where him and kate met before they got married which still blows my mind yes to it this day I, I and they have a they have a child together yes how um <laughs> how um <laughs> <laughs> you look like my mother when you did that by the way the whole hmm. <laughs> That's why my head just doesn't quite. I can't with that. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what though? The underworld or the underwear, as me and Anth calls it, <laughs> underwear franchise could have been so fucking brilliant. They yeah, lost it in about three, I think. One and two, I didn't mind too much. But then when they started banging out Rise of the Lycans and yeah. uh, the the more newer ones, and they were just so CGI dependent, and it just lost that whatever it was that it had. They had this whole hybrid vampire werewolf fucking, and they just blew it 
completely blew it. They didn't go anywhere with it because all people wanted to see was Kate Beckinsale and <laughs> fucking Lycra. But well, they I'm not complaining. I mean, it wasn't no. unpleasant to look at. I've got to be honest, but you know, she made me want to go on a diet. <laughs> She made me look at buying PBT leather outfits and then realizing there's not a fucking open hell I'm no. getting into that mind. But you know, it's not the getting in, it's the getting out. I worry about <laughs> be like Ross from Friends on that episode <laughs> where he, he makes the paste, he makes the paste with the trousers oh, <laughs> with the talcum powder and the baby lotion. Yeah. And the... that'd be that'd be me, <laughs> yeah, trying to get me. off PVC. <laughs> <laughs> I, ta- I really honestly take my hat off to anyone who can get who can who wears it because it does yeah does not look comfy at all <laughs> Do you, did i ask you if you had a favorite monster oh yeah you said child didn't you <laughs> you couldn't um, name it I, have I, you, have I, you, has anything changed since you started doing this podcast on how you feel about monsters i have a more i have more of a respect for the earlier films even though i've always loved universal monsters mm-hmm. I've always loved the the loser aspect, the how they became. They were always the downtrodden, you know. Like, yeah. I think we've said this before, going over, but yeah, the 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 characters that were always the underdogs, and they were the ones I always championed. So I always loved the movies from that. But the more I've delved in and found out a lot of the facts and found out a lot of the info and all the things they had to go through to get to the you know just with like jack pierce and Mil- millicent and then and yeah. bud westmore and then and the makeup where they'd sit there and get hot glued oh, on bud westmore drowning themselves in the river for for hours on end to film one scene that became the most iconic and most beautiful scene of a film yeah and and like it's things that were so innovative for their time that people take it for granted looking back at them now you know mm-hmm. That Frankenstein will forever be the Carl of Frankenstein will forever be Frankenstein's monster. It that yes. you've got your Cheneys and your everybody else's that's played him since. No, that no. face shape, that the the look is whenever you see someone talk about the monster, it is always Karloff's monster you see the pictures yeah. of. Um also I think I think it was just more wondrous yeah like when we were talking about the difference between the phantoms that we saw um and how the lon cheney one just was far superior to the claude rains one mm-hmm. was it claude? it was claude, yeah, rains, it was claude right? rains we've done so many now my brain's a little bit broken but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was just the sheer commitment to the character that like Lon Chaney would have to the point where he didn't care if he looked like a stupid ass that was the point that was the whole point was to look like a a hideous monster that no one would want to be around so you (laughs) seclude yourself and put yourself down in the basement because no you know you're too scared to see whereas Claude Rains was I am too beautiful for this oh just want my my face will not be covered (laughs) yes I just want a tiny little patch of rosé on this corner here and then I've covered it. That reveal. Oh, it was yeah, just I was terrible. Expe- yeah, when I was watching it, I was expect like obviously what I'd just I'd just come off the back of the first one, like with, <laughs> with Lon Chaney. And I'm like, yes, let's reveal. Well, what the fuck is that? Like that was like I remember pausing it and shouting into Anne's going, You gotta see this shit. Like after all of that, um I loved when we did that episode, but I love when we do the monster the universal monster ones. 
For what I think I remember when I found found my love for them was at Universal Studios and I'd getting to go to the monster like experience at like the yeah. makeup monster thing that they have and oh this this is where it all started. But I kinda like it was always a back burner. Like everything else came before it. And we did on our Sunday episode, we did a Universal Monsters episode, and I was like, fuck, this is the time like you can really get into this now. And I ended up, I was looking online as you do, for how to watch all the oldie ones and nothing was coming up. And I went, do you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. And I went and bought the full box set of yeah. just the main players like to start with. And it's like, oh, it's grew since then. Um, and I just completely fell in love with it. And I think that's how I'm thinking this has all started is because I just, I've never, it felt like for something so old, it yeah. felt so new to us and I was like oh my god this is so fucking fantastic like give me more <laughs> I think a lot of it as well is that I've always had empathy for the loser character doesn't matter what kind of movie that it yeah. is be it a horror be it an action movie be it whatever you've always got the the comedic loser character or the or the the one that everybody underestimates and I've always had empathy for that character i couldn't give two shits about the lead male or the female yeah don't care um unless obviously it's the loser that is the lead you know the lead character but it's one of those things where you're just like i i don't know i just i can watch it easier knowing that they are similar to us they have the same issues as us they have the same anxieties as us the I mean, far be it worse in the 80s when they were always getting beat up the loser characters you know it was standard yeah. practice but it was just i don't know it it I was different it was special it. Yeah. yeah so that applied to when watching back all the universal monsters movies that we've done so far that kind of applied to them as well you know the the guys that saw themselves as less than mm -hmm. um and they were always just a product of the other what the other people wanted them to be but yeah they were just just people yeah you know, ha happy to live their life and then they get made by a crazy scientist or they get like pitchforked by a bunch of angry oh, villagers because or... it just gets me fucking raging i remember watching frankenstein for the first time and it was only a few years ago and i was having a movie marathon night because they're not the longest of movies so you can fit a couple of them in and i remember i was watching it and i went motherfuckers do you know he's just walking up not knowing what the hell's going on and you've got what's his face e is it ego just berating him constantly just trying to get a rise out of him and then you've got people you know people who just don't understand he doesn't understand them they don't understand him and that but you don't see him getting the pitchfork and fire and trying to like chase him up a building i was livid like raging I, I I was turned it off and I went, motherfuckers. I'm <laughs> yeah. so angry. <laughs> I guess that's the reaction that they wanted to get out of us, but I don't know. Because are they like for all they call them Frankenstein's monster? Who is the monster? Everybody really? else. Everyone else. Mm-hmm. The, the the basic human whatever you want to call it, set up the bait the Oh, I've lost the word I'm looking for, but yeah, but there, there is this need to destroy things you don't understand. Now, mm -hmm. 
don't get me wrong i'm not talking about 100 of the people i'm not like that if it's something i don't understand i have a thirst for knowledge i want to know more yeah whereas you've then got the other faction that are just so intimidated by new things they're like oh no can't go near that rah nah. must run away nah. destroy get it. my pitchfork <laughs> you want to know who i am don't you um, oh my god you fools <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's um and i've never been that way inclined i've always been like i have to know more you know star starship troopers do you want to know more yes i do yes 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 so i always got very very disappointed when the universal monsters movies were finished because like you say they're about an hour and five sometimes an yeah, hour and 20. not, not the push. longest of movies and now we're used to like two and a half hour three hour bangers you know it's just oh, like me. yeah and it because I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I'm noticing it more because I am watching all the movies in order to prepare for this. But when I went to see Indiana Jones the other week, I, that was a long film. <laughs> I was I sat there going, it. I was sat there going, wowza, like my ass is killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but before I wouldn't even bat an eyelid. Yeah. Like, you know, I've sat through longer movies than that before but i don't know if it's because now i'm getting so used to like these 90 minutes that <laughs> apart from um when we did pennywise which was only last yeah. week um i'm so glad that that is now out of my head and i don't have to think about that universe for yep. a bit <laughs> yeah you don't i like i said before, the week before with the predator one that's what i was doing i was dreaming about it because i was just so immersed and i think i'd watched three films back to back and I was just like, I've got to give myself a break. And then I thought, no, no, you need to get back on and research. So not only did I watch three back to back, I then researched for an hour or two afterwards. And I should have just let it be because the you dreams did, were you, bizarre. But you did me proud because, and you saved my ass on that one because I was at a busy week, busy weekend. And I think it was like when I finished work one night and Anth was like, shouldn't you be doing some research? Haven't you not seen Predator 2? And I was like, Fuck you i want to go to sleep yeah. <laughs> don't make me feel guilty <laughs> How dare you? he was like well you're just gonna you're just gonna let it all fall on dan's shoulders are you yeah that's fine I've yeah just it. for this one <laughs> oh, honestly it's it's what i love research and like i said it's a thirst for knowledge and partly because i do have a form of ocd not undiagnosed but it is like i love order i have to have things in a in an order for me to be able to comprehend things like yeah and i am a list maker i am oh, yeah, the queen maker. of lists i have lists everywhere and if i can tick it off i'm happy so like when i'm researching i have a thing where i'll watch the films that gets done then i'll write little notes during the films of things that i pick up then i'll go back and research those little things after the end and then stumble upon 42 other articles someone else has written <laughs> and i pick and pipe from those and like i don't always get to fact check so some of the stuff i've said might be utter bullshit because i haven't had time to go back and check but they seemed credible at the time so don't come for me but uh, <laughs> they haven't as yet and they no. won't dare <laughs> I know <Would> karate. <laughs> I um, have you found anything in like have you? Oh, okay. What have you? Which one have you loved doing so far? Now we're only nine episodes in. We are. Um, let me just look at the list because we've done a few. But my brain's just like 
I think some of the for me the two that mashed together for some reason was the invisible man and the phantom they seem to have mashed together in my brain i think no and i i totally get what you mean by that it's probably because we had graham on both of them and it was claude rains for both of them <laughs> so, fault. yeah <laughs> it's Graham's fault but yeah claude claude rains has become a such a familiar name on this podcast so he's he's i think we've covered him though i think there's no more we can do with claude rains I hope not. I don't mean that in a horrible way, Graham. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Um, um, I, I love say, I love the creature one. I loved our first episode. It it was like we come in all guns blazing. We were like, we yeah, did. we got this. We know what we're doing. And then I think I quite enjoyed the Predator one whilst it was all in my head because Gareth Creature was a, a, a fountain of knowledge when it came to it. And it was like, things he he said things that i didn't even be i couldn't find for love nor money and i've been researching it for days you know and so he was up on that so that was that was an interesting one it was lovely watching news to interact and it also acknowledging that i and not being like rude about the fact that i hadn't done as much homework he was like educating me in such (laughs) a great way as well um but his collection man yeah that was wow. crazy because we got a seek we got a steep peak didn't we afterwards we when we came when he came offline and wow wow guy like i can't i think i've said this in one of my chats that i'm in you can't i can't put into words what mm-hmm. i saw in that room that because it was unreal that is a collection I mean, I think we've got a lot of stuff and you can't see the other side of this no. room and this, <laughs> this, there's stuff on the floor. Let's put it that way, but it's all going to go up on shelves. So, you know, it's, it's got a place when we get there, but, um, what yeah, we've got to appreciate like every episode, Dan will give us the best backdrop there has ever been oh, sure. a little bit yeah. better because people can't see it from here, but there's look at Skeletor. that. Look at that that's the creep Ooh. show creeper there which you can't really see because of the the, the shiny on. but um yeah and then my mother-in-law made yeah this little sand plaque here that is so cool i remember seeing that um when we bumped into each other and when i bumped into i purposely went out my way to come find <laughs> you in newcastle um it is absolutely fantastic but that skeleton when she came on i went is that skeleton <laughs> like i said my other half is very very into like villains and the baddies and Mm -hmm. he has an affinity with them you know i'm the losers and he's the baddies (laughs) but uh yeah i mean i just i love things and i think it's a a, one of those things like growing up when you don't have a lot you overcompensate when you're old enough and you can <laughs> so and you, you can, buy things it. but i i get when when it comes to buying stuff because i know i can i'm like should i yes because I get then that now. because i could go too far that's <laughs> very I've, impulsive he is very I've impulsive had, i've kind of had to stop because i generally don't have anywhere else at the moment because of this and i have been saying this since day one since this podcast first since nerdy up north started a podcast which was april what 2021 and i have said oh yeah this room's getting altered out this couch is getting moved all these shelves got never happened (laughs) never happened and there's also one thing i wanted to clear up i jumped i had a look the other day and i don't know why i don't know 
if I'd been watching something else and this video came up next and I'd fallen asleep, but I'd got on our, was it our slasher, one of our horror podcasts that we did on the Sunday show. And I actually admitted on there that I am not a Jason Voorhees fan. Things have fucking changed since then. My That's room, controversial, I was going to say. <laughs> my room is literally, I've got a Jason bag to me, right? I've got Jason stickers on me, fuck. I've got Jason mug, Jason purr. Like, I have totally fallen, utterly, head over heels. From that episode to now, head over heels in love with the Friday the 13th franchise. I don't know where it's come from. I've always loved Friday the 13th. The first one, like I've generally have such a love for it that I didn't really care about the other ones yeah. because I was like, you're never going to top that. But now I'm like, I just fucking give me more, Jason. I think that's something that we might not necessarily need, but I think when they release, I think it's coming out either end of this year, beginning of next. It's the Peacock have released uh, or are about to release a Jason Voorhees. TV show called Camp Crystal Lake and uh Camp fuck yeah. I'm not entirely sure if it's gonna be like Jason from Younger and how he drowned in the lake, blah blah blah. I'm not sure if that's where we're gonna go because obviously, as everyone knows, if you've seen the movie Scream, Jason wasn't the first killer in the first movie. Was it was Pamela, you know. Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> she was the first killer. So technically the mother spawned this vengeful and i'm still not sure is he a ghost is he a demon i don't know what you well, cast jason yeah. as maybe we i'm not gonna go too much into it because obviously we will do a jason episode at yeah. some point but there is a connection to him and deadite i'm sure it's a dead eye please don't be screaming in the comments about it but i'm sure there's a connection between him and deadite because he's technically undead because from what i can tell i mean like i said we're not going to go in too deep for it he drowned in the, the, the lake and uh, the final girl kills his mum. Bitch. And you don't see him for most of the film other than no. the little bullying scenes or, you know, yeah, the little, like little hints of it. little flashbacks, but it's like yeah. very... Very tiny funny. little bits and you don't yeah. really see much of anything. And then obviously when he jumps out, of, when Ari Lehman jumps out of the water with his Tom Savini makeup on, um, that's when you realise that he's not dead but then it's like he can still grow because he gets from Ari Lehman to yeah. one of very very many guys like Kane Hodder and Kane, um, Hodder. Kane Hodder's like uh, the first one that comes into my head and I think him as a person has made me appreciate the franchise more because I, I watched them um, I've watched the Into the Darkness uh, documentaries have you seen all three of them all three of them yeah same here. they're long <laughs> they, they are, are long. four hours four hours yes. But they are fantastic watchers. They like if you want some inspiration on just like what to watch or something new to get into. Yeah. I think documentaries like that are absolutely brilliant, and they're proper nostalgia fests as well. And Kane Hodder just really fucking cemented like, oh, do you know what? Like he's like, he's put more in. He put more into it that I that I give him credit for. And it really made us open my eyes. And honestly, I couldn't believe the words that were coming out of my mouth when I was like, <gasps> you bitch. <laughs> but I was never like a huge Michael Myers fan growing up. I'm not a Freddy fan. Never have been. Probably never will be. Yeah, I would say I'm on I'm on the same thing with the Michael Myers thing. I, I 
the Halloween movies were great and I loved love them. Yeah. The I one do. that started off and I know it was one of the reboots. It might have been H20, I think, off the top of my head, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt gets killed. I love H2O. Uh, does he get killed at the beginning? I can't remember. Anyway, he's in the bit at the beginning and they repeat or rehash the bit from the very first movie and then there is a reason why those movies are iconic and there is a reason why those characters are iconic and what John Carpenter did and what, um, you know, uh, Nick Castle and um, Tommy Wallace did playing the shape oh, yeah. was iconic. You know, there's no taking away from that. No, not But I found the films a bit... They, they lacked in something and I think it might have been soundtrack looking back which is something mm. that John overcompensates for. If you watch like The Thing or if you watch uh, Big Trouble in Little China or any of John Carpenter's other movies, they're very music heavy because obviously he's, he's very music himself. Yeah, like he's got his own band and everything. That's what he's been doing for the last few years. But if you go back and watch that first film, he does use music in very tense situations, but it's just very short bursts of maybe two or three bars. It's like a lot it repeats. of repeats. Yeah, and <laughs> I felt like whilst i understand the reoccurring theme because they needed it to get into your head to make you understand that every time you hear that that's when you're going to see him and yeah it's the psychology of it i it always just i don't know it didn't quite it felt a very silent movie for me not through dialogue but just it didn't have atmosphere there we go yeah in the same way I do yeah. love the Halloween franchise, and I had. So, and do you know what? I, for all the last one of the, you know, the newest installments was fucking abysmal. It it's, was atrocious. It was absolutely terrible. Um, but it's still that first one, the twenty eighteen one. Holy fucking shit! That was. I love that. I love the fact that Laurie Strode went all fucking Sarah Connor and prepared <laughs> herself. Like I was living for that. I hated the fact that they took that idea and that concept, move away from Halloween and go to another one of my favourite franchises, which is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they brought out this Netflix fucking special where Sally oh. came back <laughs> and she was yeah. all Sarah Connor and fucking killed her. Spoilers, everyone, but the fucking... I've done you a favour, actually. Yeah, it's fucking, been out a while, so... They killed her and I was devastated. I was like... Fuck yeah, like because Texas Chainsaw is one of like my favorite franchises. I absolutely adore that. I can I can look at Leatherface and sympathize. That's how much I fucking love it. Well, and Chop, to... That was the first time I'd ever seen Bill Mosley in anything. It's Chop Top in the second one. Second you one. know, I that was like it. I've met Bill on a couple of occasions now and, and really, really nice man. Like to recognize him outside like when the first the first time i ever saw him outside of otis was a shock i remember because really like, not i'd seen him in as chopped up i'd seen him in uh house of a thousand corpses mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until we got to devil's rejects that i had feelings i didn't know i had for bill mosley as otis I get that. Totally and get that. Not from House of Thousand Corpses, though. No, not that. Because that's a different look. That's totally different. Mm-hmm. It's more chop toppy, mixed with the the Otis. From it's the his, hair and the, and, the, and the teeth. And the teeth. And the... Yeah, and yeah, no. But then you hit Devil's Rejects, Otis, and it's like, hello. Well, where have you been? Hi. <laughs> I'm very confused right now. You're a sick motherfucker, and I have absolutely no reason to like you on any level. But 
you're very pleasing aesthetically to my eyes <laughs> so what, is, what is happening no I, to yeah. I, oh, I totally understand that you do not get you totally get chopped up vibes but just to finish my rant sorry no that's fine because that was a great segue um fuck Texas Chainsaw Massacre and what Netflix did. The terrible piece fuck, of crap. Fuck what they did to Sally, because that was horrific. She come in. I actually thought she was going to save that movie when yeah. she came in. I was like, fuck yes. And then fuck no, she died. Absolutely. Did he horrific. Rip her in half or something? I I can't. Chainsaw. Oh, literally through the stomach. Yeah, because I remember someone commented, because I put it up on the 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 page at the time. I, I put up the new films out. I've just watched it. It was all right. And I just left it, it was all right. Because if I have a, a very specific opinion, I end up having wars in the comments. So I, I can't always be bothered with that unless I'm you've got to, you've got to make it. Yeah, I think you've got to make things more of a question rather yes. than this is what I think. Um, because opinions, no, no, not allowed mm -hmm. one of those. How dare I? Um, but yeah, I, someone commented, and this has stayed with me from the minute I watched that film. There's a scene where he jumps out of the water. Like literally standing, jumps out of the water and jumps on the side. He's in the broken down building, um, yeah. and they thought they killed him. And he just jumps up out of the water. And somebody commented underneath, he came out of that water with all the gusto of a salmon swimming upstream, <laughs> and that has just stayed with me. For, uh, just the way he went, whoop, like absolutely nothing had happened. It's such a travesty it's such so an amazing bad. fucking character like really complex character and they fucked him up and they fucked him over so many times like don't get us wrong Chain texas chainsaw massacre 2 is a shit show of a film, terrible but it has its moments it's got a brilliant fucking soundtrack uh, the music in that is absolutely tremendous because you spend majority of your time with a rock DJ. So even if it's not music that you can recognise, it's still not too bad. And then you've got Bill Mosley, who is just perfect. He is perfect. I have a lot of time for him. I've never, I'm not one when I go to conventions to go and see people, my anxiety just can't handle that. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to react. I don't want them to see me in a bad place. Um, I just so, say dumb shit. It's fine. Don't worry. Saying that, when I met um, Tim Capello, I was on my best behavior. I was very, I was, I was, I was cool. I was cool as a cucumber, even though I was standing. And he was, he was like the nicest yeah. person. He was so lovely. Um, but Bill, when I was, me and Carolyn had, gone to get something to eat and if you've been to the full of a horror you will know food is not there's it, not a big variety and we were absolutely starving so we went and got some chips and we're just standing there eating our chips and he just walks past us he just walks past us and i was like all right <laughs> like hi bill yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I i think for me the i think where i found out he how he really looked like was uh repo the gene genetic opera um oh my god i've heard about this this has been now, brought up a few times you need to watch it you've got anthony hedge you've got giles he plays yeah. the, the main guy then you've got bill mosley paris hilton you've got paul um i can never remember his surname but he was in like sopranos he's every gangster movie ever made he's been in that big oh, italian paul. guy oh yeah i know exactly i could yeah. picture him right now dark hair large i think he's not is... long left this earth but um oh hang on savari yes Mia savari's dad yes 
Yes. I don't um, even know if I'm saying that surname right. I apologize, but yes, I know who you mean. Massive operatic voice. The guy is like wow. Pavarotti when he sings. And and honestly, it's not a film I normally would have got into, but mm -hmm. I saw everybody commenting about a little glass vial. And I was like, right, what the hell is this? Let's give this a watch. And people don't realize that Anthony Head um is a musical theatre actor. That's where he came from. He was, was Frankenfurter. I've seen so, him as Frankenfurter. Didn't and, know and I was watching him, but I seen him. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was very yeah. young. <laughs> and I was even impressed with Paris Hilton in that. And I, I have a lot of respect for her. I thought when she did House of Wax, the, you know, is it 90s or early 2000s? I think 2000s, somewhere in the right? 2000s, the remake. Yeah, yeah, it's around that genre. You can you can tell the, the time period because all the movies aesthetically look the same. Yeah. Um, and I thought, good sport, because the marketing campaign was, let's watch Paris Hilton die. Yeah, fuck yeah. And she was such a good sport for allowing that yeah. to take place. And I've heard she's not terrible in it. She's not. No, I, I mean, she played the character they cast her in well. Mm -hmm. And in Repo, she plays Bill Mosley's sister. And they're just two of the most awful people in the universe. <laughs> and their dad is is Paul. So if I remember right, it's been a while since I've seen it. But it, it's worth watching. It's got Sarah Brightman in it. It's Oh, wow. That's uh, a it, cast. It is. It's, it's a whole... So Sarah Brightman's what gets us. <laughs> 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 the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's um she married Andrew Lloyd Webber, so yeah, choices. Um <laughs> money Lots though. Of choices. Um but yeah, she um yeah, the film that's where I saw Bill look like Bill. And I was like, that's not the same man. And everyone was like, Yes, it is, and I was like uh -oh. <laughs> Oh, that is him. Yeah, that's Bill Mosley, all right. And I was like, Oh my god, that's not where my mind went i honestly thought otis looked like otis full time you know yeah long that long hair they got the hair so right on devil's rejects but on house of a thousand corpses it was horrific do you know he does like albums with like phil alsamo and and trent Reznor? and <laughs> i did i listened in another one of my favorite podcasts who i've spoke to the guys who do it they are absolutely lovely and um, it's called tales from the boo crew right um trevor shand and his wife do it they have an amazing collection it looks like a fucking fairground in their house but just fucking horror everywhere have four kids who just fucking live for it like they love it anyways they have they've had him on quite a few times and i recommend listening to them because he is he's not just funny he's really fucking clever and he's really interesting. He has some amazing stories. And he yeah. talks about all these albums he's created. And I'm like, albums? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, if you go over to my TikTok, um, Bleeding Marvelous's TikTok, a couple of years back, we had Bill do a cameo for the... What? Um, yeah, for the... Cause you can tell I've not is, stalked your page. <laughs> <laughs> once a year, I basically go to cameo and I try and find somebody... Um, that I know is in the horror genre that would be able to do like a cameo for all the followers of the page because I always think well you've taken your time out to come and follow this little twat that has stupid ideas that puts stupid things on the internet you know and it's my way of saying thank you for supporting this stupid idiot you know and yeah we've had Doug Jones we've had Tom Savini do an entire tour of his workshop um Whoa. it's on TikTok yeah oh my gosh um, guess what I'm had... doing when we finish We've had Tony Todd. We've had Bill Mosley. Tony Todd is the highest viewed thing on our TikTok. 
Um, so that yeah. man, that voice, I can only imagine. He doesn't really speak like that. Fuck that, off. No, do not break is, my illusions. <laughs> that is a fake voice he puts on. Oh he, it's he's still got a very smooth voice. His normal talking voice is very put together and very smooth, but that deep Candyman voice is. I am. Um, I hope we do do a Candyman episode because I got. I, I was quite excited for Jordan Peele's um, Candyman. Ah, uh, grimace. But it made us watch the first one because I'd never. I've not. Re- I'm not. I've never been a big fan. I've seen. I've seen clips of it, and I'm like, ah, maybe this is not that. It's not for me. But I watched it on ready prepare for the Jordan Peele one. Fuck me! Did I get such a a love out of that that I never expected to get a feeling yeah. I never thought I would feel based on a movie that has been out God knows how long. I really loved it. I enjoyed it so much, but I did have a little bit of love for the Jordan Peele one, probably more towards the ending. However, it took me, I, I was staying at my parents' house and I watched it because um, I, I watch their dogs for them when they go on holiday because I'm a fucking dog watcher. And um. I was st- I, st- I watched it and I rang Anth afterwards and it took us to break it down to Anth for me to actually get what I've just watched. Yeah. So I had to talk it through. So visually, it obviously wasn't doing it for us. I had to, and that, I, that's the only reason I thought, oh my god, I have to think. I, th- I think I like this. <laughs> I think the Jordan Peele one with the little nod at the end. I, I don't know if you saw it. That worked really well. Yes, I thought that um, was brilliant. But the yes, I see how he done it, and yes, it works for the modern day audience. I think the issue that I had was Candyman was such a big staple for me growing up because it was like such a gritty film, and obviously mm-hmm. the all the interpolitics of the film being you know racism yeah. and classism and all that sort of thing, uh, and it was it was at a time when Caprini Green. The way they filmed that was crazy. It, they actually went to Cabrini Green and filmed the whole thing there. And absolutely that, amazing. They were absolutely shitting bricks the entire time they were there I'm because they surprised. were so scared. Um, and and it, it was just such a political film without realizing it, it relied yeah. on politics. Um, and I'm not it one. Was... I'm never into that sort of thing normally. No, but not me. The bees in the mouth and the. Oh my god, he really did that, and he got paid all that money per B, you know. And you're like, oh my god, he was not daft. No, like, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. I really do hope we do a deep dive into that because I just remember when I watched it, I was like, holy shit, how have I waited? That I hate when I do that as well. <laughs> when I sit and watch something that I know is a fucking classic, and I'm like, why have I waited this long? But I, in a way, I sometimes appreciate it because I feel like if I watched Candyman growing up, I wouldn't have gotten the message. I wouldn't yeah. have gotten the story too well because I ain't that bright. <laughs> you, you're more intelligent than you think. I think the problem is we are in a heavily saturated market for horror in general because since mm-hmm. it had its resurgence, and I will say it was the 80s was horror heavy. The 80s was too heavy. heavy. So it hit a point in like, I want to say around the 90, like early 90s, like 1990-ish. Mm-hmm. It had just come out, um, the mini TV series, and nothing really off the top of my head and 
there's a lot in my head so forgive me but there was nothing really stand out from then until around 96 when scream came out and reinvented yeah. it changed the slasher the genre, genre. It, yeah. not, it didn't change the genre it turned it on its fucking arse because it took the slasher thing it, it was mm-hmm. the standard slasher thing that had worked all the way through the 70s 80s and it was no different a concept no but it used all the nods to all the big films it was clever it was it had humor which was something yeah. that you hadn't seen no really leading up to it um you can find the humor now because of how bad the acting is but you <laughs> that's not what you meant to be watching at the time but it was it's just the jokes isn't it it's like the i'll be right back and all the the you know that are uh, when jamie kennedy when he gives the speech about the oh, oh the how, rules yeah the rules and then you've got like um the big busted girl always running up the stairs and then what does sydney do she runs up runs the stairs, straight up the know, stairs. It's, it's all that sort of stuff and it took the piss out of itself all the way through the film and they it, it just reinvented plus henry winkler wes craven and cameo you know yeah what are you doing there fred <laughs> and he's mopping the floor in his freddy With... hat and his freddy jumper you know which at the time i probably didn't get like I wouldn't like I wouldn't have gotten oh that's worth Craven like that. But it did. It saved it saved the horror genre. Yeah. Not just the slasher genre, but the horror genre. Everything was so over exaggerated at that point that it was it was getting too fucking people were fucking sick. Bored. And then all of yeah. a sudden this fresh faced fucking horror comes out of nowhere and brilliant it's it still holds up to date it's still one of my like, i love the franchise um i'll still keep going out and paying me money to go and see them keep making them i'll keep seeing them i mean i'm they... still convinced Jew's coming back so he it's, gonna happen. To. it's gonna happen tell you it's what the people want um <laughs> i think the thing for me is when that reignited that it it brought the whole teen screen thing yeah back. Now, Teen Scream only worked, I will say, it, for me personally, in the late 90s, maybe up to 2002. And then I think Teen Scream died. I don't yeah. think we needed it No, anymore. I think you agree. Um, it, needed to, it needed to revolve. We've, we've, we've had that. Yeah. Let's move on. So I think sometimes some movies are still trying to work on the basis of that formula now. Yeah. So we're at a position in horror movies where you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find a prince now and that's it's, true it's great because we have such choice but it, it's i tell you what it, you get to a point when you're sitting on shudder and you're going through and you pick the one that has the best picture because to be honest with you you've got no idea about half of these films that are no. on there because they're made for 10 pound in a back garden you know yeah shudder is like I, I would say to anyone get Shudder, it's a great app because you do get some original content on there, like original features and um, documentaries on yep. there. Like the In the Darkness ones have been added on, which is like ideal. Um, they've got some, uh, the drag show. What's it called? Oh, Dragula. Yeah. Yep. That's on there. Um, oh, one of my favorite horror hosts, Bob. E, oh, what's wrong with my um, brain? The Drive-In. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I love them. I will. I will sit and watch a full episode. Like watch the film, watch him. He is so knowledgeable, and I can't think of his name right now. I'm friends with Darcy the Mail Girl on TikTok. Because yeah. <laughs> Felicia Rose did some bits and pieces from Sleepaway Camp with um, 
with the drive-in. Is it Thornton? Imagine yeah. Is it Thornton? No. Billy Bob Bob. Billy Bob. Because we're going to go Bob. see Big Billy Bob. Bob's. <laughs> oh, Big my Bob's. God. Is it Big Bob? <laughs> I know this, and I don't know why it's not coming out of my brain. Horror horse. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I apologise, but it's going to really annoy me. Joe Bob Briggs. There we go. Joe Bob Briggs. I've got it. Yeah, yeah. Joe Bob Briggs. But if, so... honestly, if you're looking for, if you're looking for inch, like, I think this is probably where, like, I, I love faxes because of how much he knows. Mm. He knows so. And Darcy, wow, Darcy was on um, last podcast and left and. Holy shit, does she know what she's talking about? Yeah. You mean, can't, I, they're trying to catch her out on so many things, and she was like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> but I think that also is another thing that how I got into like the factual documentary type. Um, but it wasn't even that. It, you know, like when you used to watch Elvira and she yeah. presents two or three films in one tiny little show or things like that and and it, it was like she'd say something before that went on yeah it was a pun joke but it was always like a a fact about the film or she, she'd pick something that yeah it, it it worked and that got me into really random b movies you know um watching alvira and then she had her own film of course which was one of the greatest movies ever made gone yeah. yeah um <laughs> but yeah it was it was something and I fucking love it. I've met her three times. She's such a lovely lady. Now we're going to end the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I have to apologise to everybody because I know I say I've met that person. I I've seen that care. person, and it's not because I'm I'm bragging. I really am not that kind of person at all. It's just the life I live now is unlike anything I ever thought I would because of the way that the shop is always at conventions, and then there's always guests at conventions and. Mm-hmm having the ability to be able to go and see these people and meet these people um through the shop like mm-hmm. just through having the business itself it's unlike anything i ever thought you know sometimes i have really random things happen you know like when i was a kid i used to watch supergirl right the movie over and over and over <gasps> again oh right? who was this um helen oh, helen i'm thinking of the the, the villain what's her name yeah, I know who you mean. She played Joan Crawford. Fuck's yeah. sake, Mummy Dearest. Um, Faye. Don't Faye away. Yes, um, I loved it. She was. I, I absolutely love that film. I was at a show. I mean, we're going back pre-COVID. Um, I was doing Collectomania. I looked up, and Helen was standing in front of me, trying to buy something off my stall. Supergirl herself, and you know what? You, a fucking moment. It, it's it's just one of those weird things. It's just my life. I don't take for granted how lucky I am to 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 lead. Yeah. You know to, that side of my life, and and again, like I say, I don't want anybody thinking that I'm 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 trying to brag because I'm I'm genuinely not. It's just she. No, that's it, it's not the person that she is. <laughs> I, <laughs> but I want to hear. But there are experiences. All these people you know? that you. Uh, it is. And it's it's life experiences. And you shouldn't be fucking ashamed to share them. I think but it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's something that I don't really get to talk about with a lot of people because on my day job, it's yeah. very grey. My day yeah. job is very grey. It's very boring. It is what it is. Pays the bills. So, you know, I'm not yeah. going to stop doing it. 
but they're not horror people they don't yeah you know if they don't get giddy over otis from devil's rejects or they don't get giddy Why? over <laughs> tim capello signing my gunship album you know it, it's it, they don't <laughs> Uh, or Supergirl coming to my stand, you know, or having that a conversation. Is such a, but no, but that's lush though, because it's like these are, these are moments for you and they you, and your loves, and I love I love hearing about it. Just because I'm I'm too scared to do something, I'm actually going to try and break that curse. No curse, is it a curse? I'm actually going to try and break the chain when I go to for the love of horror. I have absolutely loved this year, um, the new Evil Dead movie, the new Evil Dead Rise. It's given uh, Evil Dead Two was always one of my favourites growing up, yeah. and it really has ignited a love that I thought was lost and gone. Um, and I have thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I understand not everyone's cup of tea, but I got such, I got something out of it. And Alyssa, Alyssa Sutherland, yeah, she's in Vikings, yeah. so another bonus. Um, she is going to be for the love of horror. I feel like. I want to go and get her autograph. Do it and then say to her, hey, you took Lagatha's place. No one likes you. I don't want to. It took us a long time to get over that. When she made friends with, um, what was her name? The one who died in the, she she, she drowned. What was her name? Doesn't touch my tongue. It was um, Rolo's on and Oh, the French. Partner. Oh, yes. the, yeah. Her, Honestly, went, I I have moments where I zoned out in and out of. I Vikings, totally get that because so. it's it's a fucking hard watch. <laughs> but when she made friends with her, I was kind of like, mm, you, you'll never be Lagatha, bitch. Yeah. But that was nice of you. That was very nice to make friends like that and mourn her the way that she did. And um, but yeah, I really want. I, I do want to go and see her. And um, because of just something I felt this year that I've not felt yeah. for a long time in horror. Well, my only piece of information or advice or whatever you can call it is they're just people and mm -hmm. i i rarely get giddy or i rarely get nervous now i couldn't imagine you getting giddy it just you don't you don't get time you don't get no. time in some of the interactions but then in other ones you, you you know if you're doing an autograph you have time to actually have a conversation if they're feeling talky not yeah. all of them will you know at the end of the day you have to respect the fact they probably got off of 12-hour flight they've had six hours sleep now they're sitting in front of a bunch of people that want to touch them smell that you know the, the smelly people that are in front of them that are boring them to death about their life stories and how your you know they their experiences of you has changed their life when you've got no idea who they are yeah you know so i always tend to think right if i put myself in their shoes how would i feel well a i fucking hate being touched by all strangers <laughs> because people they don't ask at conventions some of these people don't they just go in for the photos and hug them and no uh, and, i'm not and a huggy person it's like if i'm hygiene, you, yes. yeah hygiene's not at the best standard at some of the conventions and um, oh good god no now if you've been to conventions you know you know there's two reasons one they're cosplaying and they are boiling because they've got big costumes on so yeah. they get a pass but then you've got the basement dwellers that don't know how to operate a can of deodorant and that goes across the sexes i'm not being sexist with that remark in in any way shape or form but it's something that i think needs to be taught early yes <laughs> students yes. at school 
I feel like um, there should just be leaflets handed out as you're going into the convention. Yes, that I feel would like be handy. Should. I mean, I've yeah. considered. Honest to God, we considered doing a <laughs> a, a line of a survival kit. We were going oh, to call wow. it a survival yeah, kit. Yeah, con survival kit. And it was going to have little um, deodorants, a bottle of water, you know, like some wipes and all that sort of stuff in it. And we got told we couldn't do it because if we were trying to sell bottles of water, they had to be regulated or some some of the venues didn't like you selling drinks. Oh, no, because then that takes away from the venue. And you weren't allowed to sell aerosols because they could be used with a lighter to cause flamethrowers. Jesus like, Christ, they shit of... all over that idea. <laughs> so I was like, OK, that's out the window. But it would have been good because I can tell you now that would have cost. I would have had just take all i can say is just take fucking hand sanitizer because the amount of times that i come back sick from conventions is ridiculous and i drowned in it when i'm there yeah so just take hand sanitizer keep on top of it because i don't want to get sick anymore i mean I, me me best friend checks in with us after i've been to a convention to see how i'm feeling afterwards in case i'm going to go and see me godson that week because i can't yeah. go and see him concrud yeah yeah I will say the one thing about the new Evil Dead that I absolutely love going back to that is the ending. Yeah. For me, that hit like the thing and society and all that kind of movie, you know, like body horror. It hit that point for me. Um, I will say though that there was a whole section through the, the fisheye lens yeah um on the door now that yeah. for me went on too long no i thought that was perfect <laughs> it, it just went on a bit too long for me that because i i was I like i just okay, wanted her on the it. screen the whole time she was just <laughs> fucking breathed as a deadite like i questioned myself a lot <laughs> i was like what's happening here <laughs> she's so pretty um <laughs> but yeah no my honestly my advice is if you ever go to meet anybody they're just people. They're just like you. Well, they just earn more money. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I'm, I'll do is I'll come and see you beforehand. You can give me a pep talk and then I'll run straight in the queue and just be like, silent bitch. <laughs> Honestly, it's one of those things where I don't go in with any... When I have my photo taken now, I always go for a photo over an auto unless I have something specific I want signed. Uh-huh. And um, I always... First thing I always do is say to them, would it be okay if everybody can look absolutely miserable in the in the photograph? Because I know they've been smiling photo after photo after photo. Mm-hmm. And I always set myself a little bit far apart and I always pull a funny face at the guests. Mm-hmm. Um, best one ever was me and Nick Frost because he's looking at his watch like, and looking at me at the same time and he's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um, and then I at Newcastle, I had one with... Drusilla, James Masters, and Charisma Carpenter. And they all just looked really pissed off, which was fantastic. And I made it on Charisma Carpenter's stories. Yes. I couldn't get over that. Wow. I, me, little old chubby me. Little old you. I was like, screenshot that shit. Thank you very much. Get <laughs> uh, yeah, that on me fucking page. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's weird because Nathan Fillion, when I met him, he was all very much like oh, in wow. the photo. The only person I forgot because I did get a little bit a little bit giddy over was Andy Circus. When I met well, Andy Circus yeah. at, at, uh, at Wales, he I was so excited because he comes from where I come from. He was born in the same the village next to mine, so we have Rice Lip, and then he had South Rice Lip, and he was from South Rice Lip. 
And uh, first thing I said to him was, oh, Bryceslip says hello. I haven't lived there in years, but it just came out of my mouth because I didn't, it, I wasn't yeah. expecting it. And he went, oh, my God, are you from Bryceslip? He's like, oh, my God, how is everything? Is it still the same? And it was just like this barrage of questions he gave me. Oh. And I was just so overwhelmed. I just took this really awful photo with him. And I was like, <laughs> in the photo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, but that you know you think that that's a horrible photo but you know that that interaction you had beforehand that led to that face exactly so every even if it is the most god-awful photo like the one i had with um i had a photo with jared padalecki and jensen eccles and they squishing me right <laughs> i've got one on this side and one on this side and they both had their arms around each other and i'm in the middle and i look like my name's chubby and i <laughs> And the photo is like that, and it is the most awful photo I've ever seen in my entire life. But they were wetting themselves the whole time they did it. So it was just like... Love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, wow. Should we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, because I'll just keep talking otherwise. So. <laughs> <laughs> it has been good. I mean, I hope you have gotten to know us a little bit more. Um, we just wanted to have a little bit more of a relaxed episode because of hectic schedules and... Someone's got a birthday tomorrow. Someone or... was at a con at the weekend. Exactly. <laughs> so we just want a little bit of more relaxed approach. Next week, we are back. We are back with the factoids, with the fun. And we are doing, in my eyes, one of the Mac Daddies <laughs> of horror. We're going to be doing Jigsaw. And I am so fucking excited to talk about this franchise, about this character. It's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've got to be honest. It's given, it's going to give me an opportunity to really go back and watch everything from start to finish. Yeah. It's been a long time. so It has not for me. <laughs> but I am happy to go back over it again. And it's going to be like, why didn't you just watch this like the other week? And I'll be getting, <laughs> yes, but now I'm doing it for research. <laughs> I mean, I remember most of them, so we're good. But I think there's one or two in there where I'm just a little bit grey. It's going to be so fucking fantastic so yes we are on monday so you will not have seen me on sunday's episode because i will not be there dun, dun, dun. She, she wasn't there i was not there um i was away celebrating my birthday um but you will no doubt have had the best time with everyone who was on there all um, the disney stuff all the disney all the sparkly all the all the lights and cameras and action. Um, but yes, and on Friday, you would have had a great time with Goodwill and Graham. I have no doubt they would have they have smashed that episode out of the park. It was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. But yes, we are on Mondays. <laughs> yes. We are here every Monday for Monster Monday. Uh, remember, like, share, subscribe. All of our details. Where are they, Dan? They're down here. Down here. Down there. Down there. Um, and to find you also find us on spotify and itunes and if you can please leave a like or a, a rating or however they do their their thumbs up kind of thing because yes. if once when you do the algorithm picks it up and it just other other people other monster fans may be able to find us and um, all of our socials are just nerdy up north and we are on all of them Yes, so like and subscribe Nerdy Up North and then you can find us on the Monsters podcast through the YouTube channel and through... We do have our own separate podcast for Monsters Up North if you search that on Spotify or iTunes as well. So. Yes, 
absolutely so what you're looking for is monsters up north trekking up north nerdy up north Correct. what you also can go and do is give dan's page bleeding marvelous alike on facebook because our content's fucking brilliant Ding. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks dan it has been fun <laughs> i'm not ending the podcast with that mind <laughs> yeah let's just gloss over that that, that that's, one no. that's delirium yeah. after a, a weekend at, 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 and, a, and we've all been to work today as well <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us thank you for listening to us and we'll see you all next week stay nerdy everyone Bye-bye. bye bye